Hey everybody, welcome back this week as we walk through the Word together. And as we walk out this truth, we discover that life is produced in us and also in other people. We are walking with one another, growing together to see the life of Christ continue to manifest and birth in us and then to see it spread outside of the walls of our houses and our church building. If you got your scripture today, we're going to be in 1 John 4. And as you turn there, I want to intro this. I've had a really busy couple weeks. Anybody feel like they've had a busy couple weeks? Anybody ready for Memorial Day? We're going to the lake tomorrow. Everybody, let's go. But I did two, week, two weddings this weekend. Two days ago, Elise, Elise and Brett are not here. We're glad they're not here. Go on now. Uh, and then I had one yesterday. And I started thinking about the yeses in my life. And the yeses we give really make a difference in the life that we live. Anybody with me on that? It made a difference on the sleep that I had, for sure. You know? Anybody say, it, made me, it reminded me of that movie, Yes Man. Did you ever see that movie with Jim Carrey? Where he lives this like, banker's life where everything in his life is a no, 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 my automator's no, no, no. And then he has this moment where he goes to this guru and he gets like hypnotized or something into saying yes to everything, right? And it the yes transforms his whole life. But he finds out that when he begins to say yes to everything, it doesn't create everything he expected in his life either. So with all of the information in our lives that we talk about often, how do we give the best yeses in our life? And I want to talk about today what the scripture tells us is two yeses that are vital for every other yes in our life. Two of the most important yeses that we have to say yes to as Jesus followers. I want to talk to you about that today. So here we go. You ready? Every yes is a choice that I decide to make. Every yes is a choice that I decide to make. You will decide your yeses. Now, let's turn to 1 John 4. And 1 John, we believe, is written by John to the earliest churches. And he writes to the earliest churches because people have stepped in and begin to maybe question their salvation. And different teachers have entered in and begin to say, well, you really want to get really saved. Then you got to do this, 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 and this. You got to give a yes here and a yes there. And so John steps in and he says, hey, I want to be very clear on how you can be saved and you can be sure of it. And then I wanna tell you what the biggest yes is for you in your life. And if you step into this, you're gonna experience God in the fullest kind of way. Does anybody wanna know those two things? I do. Let's talk about that and let's see what John said to us. In 1 John 4, I wanna start in verse seven. I wanna to go to 12 and I wanna break all this apart. All right, you ready? ready. Thank you, Mitch, I love you. <laughs> Let's have some fun today now. Come on now. It's the weekend, baby. And we got the day off tomorrow. Let's go. All right. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is from God. Whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God. Because God is love. This is his essence. This is who he is. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us. 
That means to like show up in a real way, like a physical way. Here's where it was made manifest. God's love showed up in this way, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. And this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be a propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. And if we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. Now check out verse 9. Verse 9, I want to focus here. This is love that was manifest among us, that God sent his son into the world so that we might live through him. We were meant to live our every yes through him. This is where you will find the fullest of life. This is why we say Jesus is at the center of it all. Because if you go back to the center of all of our life, if Jesus becomes the center of every decision you make, you will experience the fullest life that God intended you to have. He's at the center of it all. It's your choice to choose whether that's your yes or not. But if you want the fullest life that God intends for you to, be, to have, Jesus is the center. You can agree or disagree. But if you want God's life, he says, come to me and you'll find life through me. That's where it's at. So two things that each of us were made to say yes to today. First, the first yes that we're gonna say is, say yes to be forgiven and receive the undeserved love of God. Verse 10, check this out. In this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be a propitiation for our sins. That word propitiation is a giant word for payment. Now, I wanna, I wanna tell you just the, the truth about my person. I like to create sometimes in my mind an image of God that I really like. And I don't like thinking about some of the things about God. I just don't, I don't like it. I, I like some of the softer things about God. I really do. But when I think about the whole of the word and I really contemplate who God is, he's mysterious, man. He's giant. Like when I read the stories, I'm like, why would you do it that way? I have no idea. Like, why would you show up? Like, think about this. Now, God loves us so much, sent his son to die for us. And we say that like, yeah, of course. You see that God of the Old Testament show up and like there's these people he's been calling back to himself and nobody's listening to him. So he sends a, a prophet named Elijah and he shows up and he says, yeah, God's about to show up in a, in a flame of fire. I'm gonna consume this whole altar, you know? And God shows up in fire. And then God tells Elijah, go ahead and kill all those guys, you know? Ali, that's intense. Anybody? Oh. Hey, Noah, I'm going to ask you to build, a, build a, a boat because, listen, I've been calling these people so long and nobody wants to listen to me, so I'm going to send a great deluge of, of, of flood and I'm going to kill everybody. I'm done. Now, sure, he brings the rainbow out and says, I'll never do that again, but it, he did it, you know? Think about these things. I'm like, golly, I don't know if I like that guy. Frankly, it's hard to receive. But check this out. If I go the other way and I say, man, t tell me about why Jesus died on the cross for you. And you go, because God loves me so much. We say that with a smile, you know? I do. And I think we should, by the way. 
God loves me so much. He sent his son to die for me. Thank you. Now listen, Lester, if I came to you and we're sitting around a campfire at my house, you know, we built a big bonfire. We're just chilling, you know, we sit back, hanging out. My two goats sitting there, a little being weird. We're sitting there. I got two goats, by the way. That's the real story. My mini farm. Me and Lester, we're sitting there. I said, Lester, man, I love you, bro. I want to tell you how much I love you. And I jump in the fire. I want to show you. I jump in that fire and I burn to death. In front of everybody, you'd be like, bro, you, like guys, like he would, he, did, did somebody give him something? You know? Like that dude is out of his mind. He is, he is going to drink or something even stronger. You know what I mean? Like something real just happened to this guy. He's crazy. But Lester, if you and your family are in your house and it catches on fire and you have no way out and I come running in there and I save you and your family in that fire, but I end up dying in the process, y'all all all would go, that guy really loved him. The story changes when there's imminent danger and I save Lester from imminent danger This expands the very broad view of who God is and Jesus' death for us as payment. Do you know what it's payment, down payment for? The justice of God. And the word tells us that all of us have fallen short of the glory of God. And there was no possible way that we could save ourselves from the justice of God who is coming against wickedness in the world. But do you know what God saw our imperfection? He saw our weakness and he says, I'll do something about it. I'm gonna come down there and I'm gonna pay the price for you so you don't gotta pay it. And then I'm gonna display who I really am to you guys so you get the full picture. Listen to this. Until Jesus shows up, no one in all of history, not even the prophets, understood the nature of who God really was. They longed to know it. But until Jesus shows up, Jesus shows up and says, I'm here to bring light and truth, and I'm here to tell all of y'all what's really up. So when Jesus shows up, this is why we get to rejoice. This is why we get to praise, because Jesus let us know what was really going on. Those other guys longed to know it. Daniel said, please tell me. And God, if you read the story of Daniel, God shows up and says, hey, listen, this is not for the time, not here and now. Close this up, and I'll tell y'all later. Jesus shows up and goes, I'm going to open it up and tell y'all everything. Let's go. Jesus helps us understand all of the yeses that we actually need to make. Jesus came to save the world from the wrath of God. And listen to this. If you are in Christ, listen, if you have come into faith in Christ, you have called on his name, then you are no longer under the wrath of God. No longer. No longer. Come on now. Now we can sing praise, y'all. Oh, I feel lighter. I feel thankful. I got saved. You're not in the burning house anymore. Stop living like it. Some of us are terrified. We live like we're still in that burning house and things on fire around us. And we're going, I'm surely going to die now, you know? You got saved. You got pulled out of the flames. You're out there in the open. What you want to do with freedom? Come on now. What are we going to do with it? Many of us, we live like that house is still on fire all around us. Receive the fact that you were saved out of it. Step into that freedom. Let's step in and see what our call is now. The second yes we're going to give today. After you've said yes to being forgiven 
and loved by God. You've said yes to that. Then thank Jesus for the payment. The second thing is, let's say yes to love others right in front of you. Say yes to love others right in front of you. Verse 11, check this out. Beloved, if God so loved us, go back. If he so entered that house and pulled you out, if he loved you like that and gave up his life for you, we also ought to love one another. That means I can't stand there in the front yard and stare at the burnt rubble and go, man, I guess I got saved, you know? That means, shoot, I'm looking around for the other houses because a bunch of them are on fire right now. What am I going to do? I just got saved. He says, man, if you got saved, you got work. You can give it a yes and experience the fullest life. He's going to tell you about the fullest life. We were meant to live every yes through him. Now, I've gotten into building at my house. I've transformed my carport barn thing, and I'm building a giant barn. It's like the size of my house. My house is pretty small, and they had like an RV garage next to me. So I decided to wall it in. I'm gonna build a little mini barn. Got me thinking about building. And every building I go in, I'm like looking at the, the, the way it's built. I'm like, how do I do this, you know? Uh, but when I was at my old house, I noticed that the back porch was like, it felt like it was like sinking in a little bit, you know? And I felt like my wall was starting to crack. And I was like, man, I think this is not a good thing. Anybody ever had this issue? Yeah, it's terrible. And I go out of the backyard one day and I'm like looking at this and I notice like I'm standing there right on the edge and I notice like my foot starts to like go down. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, like the, the, either I've gained a lot of weight or like something's going down. And so I like push on this ground and it goes down more. And I push on it, it goes, and I was like, oh no, like, what is this? And I dig it. I mean, it is so deep, y'all. And I realized what these people had done is they had cleared out the woods behind my house and they basically like just dropped the trees and then they're like, just let's fill dirt over it, you know? And so what happened was, I guess it was 30 years later, the trees start to rot under it and it creates a hole. And the soil is now going down in this hole and my house begins to like kind of go down into it too, you know? It's great. But here's the reality. Like when I say this, the second yes that we got to say is, say yes to love others right in front of you. But if you don't have the foundational first down, you can never do the second. If you aren't experiencing the love of God right now, you will never step in to love somebody else because probably you feel like you've got a lot more work to do you got to get in better standing with God. God's got to see you a little bit different. And once I get some things figured out, then I can really help somebody because I'll have something to give them. Speaking language today, right? We've all felt that way. And I want to tell you, you're not alone. I, I'm, I'm speaking from the bottom of my heart to Jay Smith right now, you know? I fight every week to go, man, God, what could I stand up there and give them? He's like, nothing, give them my word. I'm like, yeah, you're actually right. <laughs> you're smarter than me. <laughs> Thank you, God. Appreciate that. But listen, if you get the foundation right and you begin to say yes to loving others right in front of you, here's what's gonna happen next. Verse 12, check this out. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, look, 
if we love one another, here's what's about to happen. God abides in us. That word means to remain, to live in. If we love others, then God's going to be living within us and his love is perfected in us. That word, I think perfected can be good. I think the word really means to mature. And I like that word because as we walk with other people and we love them, love is a process that grows within us. That's what the scripture talks about. And so if you don't feel very loving, but you're like, man, but I've given my life to Jesus and I want to love somebody. Listen, if you want to love somebody, it's evidence that Jesus is there. Start somewhere. Be comforted right there. If you want to love anybody, chances are that change happened because you came to Jesus, you've experienced the love of God. Now, step in and step in more and then more and then more. And the word says that his love is matured within your life. But here's, this, here's the deal. Why does he say no one has ever seen God? And then he goes into the next phrase. No one's ever seen him. But, but if you love other people, the love of God is perfected within you. Because here's what's going to happen. No one's ever seen God. But if you choose and you love somebody the way that Jesus actually loved you, they're going to get a picture of who God really is. And they're going to go, what are you? You are not of this world. You do not obey their rules. What happened to you? This is what happens. Listen, we were all made to be aliens here in this world through Jesus Christ. You've been called out of this place into a brand new realm, a king in a kingdom. You are part of his kingdom. And if we step in, listen, if, that word if is very important. If, if you say yes and step in and step in, others are gonna begin to experience the literal person of who God is. We were made for this, y'all. We were made for this. Okay, what do I do with this information, Jay? What do I do with this? Great. Let's talk about what we do. I want to invite some of us maybe to say yes for the very first time. Maybe you've never heard that God loves you. Maybe you don't know that at all. He came as a person named Jesus, the person of God, and he died at the hands of sinful men and became the sacrifice, the payment, the down payment for the things that we have done wrong so that you could have perfect relationship with God in heaven. That's available to anyone on the world, in the world. Now, guys, if you've received that, go tell somebody about it. You're like, it won't, will it really do something? I promise you, share that message and it transforms hearts because everyone is longing to be full of something. I wanna be truly full. Tell them this message is the fullness of God. So what do we do? Maybe say yes for the very first time. But number one, say yes to be fully forgiven by Jesus' work on the cross. One, say it. But I'm gonna invite y'all, listen, if this is not your normal practice, what do I do with this? What what would happen if we all woke up every day this week, put it in your phone, and the first thing you said was, I'm forgiven, thank you, Jesus. Nothing else. You don't leave the bed. You don't get up. You don't roll up. Like you, alarm hits. First thought, not work, not coffee. As some, come on now. 
Unless you got kids that wake you up and I'm just sorry, you know? Thank you, Jesus. I'm forgiven. Please help me, you know? My son woke me up the other day at 6.30 a.m. He goes, Dad, I want to fight you. I said, sure. Bro, I need coffee or I will fight you right now, you know? <laughs> See? Like, what's, am I, I don't know. What happened here? Different. Boys are different. That's all I know. I know it. I don't care what the news says. They're different. They're different. Come on. All right. Where are we? No, I'm just kidding. Look, first thing in the morning, I want to challenge you guys. I don't want to walk out of a sermon and not be challenged and changed. I, I want to change my behavior. I want to give a yes. And if you do this with me, I'm going to do this. Put it in your calendar. The second you wake up, just have a note that comes up on that alarm. Say yes. I'm forgiven. Thank you. I'm forgiven. Thank you. Let this become a common practice for us. Because when we say come to the cross, what we mean is you're going to realize the more you live, the more you got to go there. The more you live, the more you got to go there. I've got to go there every single second of my life. And so let's start somewhere, though. Let's start first thing in the morning. If you start first thing in the morning, then go second thing in the morning. Then later, third thing in the morning. But let's have a victory first, okay? So if you start your day off with a quiet time, bravo, bravo. I want to challenge you in the time where you feel at least deserving of forgiveness, say, thank you, Jesus, I'm forgiven. If you want a little further step, right after, you know you don't deserve it, right then. I pray right now that that comes right to your mind in the moment. Thank you, Jesus, I'm forgiven. Let that sit heavy, but then let it lift you high. The second thing is, say yes to the love, say yes to love others right in front of me. I think some of us, we get this image of being used by God where thousands are in front of us. Or we get this mighty move and your face is on the news or something, you know? But I think about the life of Jesus. I think Jesus lived in the perfect love of his father. So he wasn't concerned what the crowds thought of him. So what, we got a million people here today. So what, we got 5,000 people here today. Hey man, I noticed this little guy in a tree right here. Hey man, I know nobody likes you here, but like, I need to get to your house today. And everybody's like, this guy. But do you know why he could do that? Why he could love the person right in front of him? It's because he was perfectly loved by his father. So I'm not looking for love from you or to be completed by you. I'm not, I love you guys so much, but I, I'm not being completed by y'all. I'm not, I don't need it. I'm perfectly forgiven and perfectly loved by my Father in heaven. And he's given me directive. And I said yes to him. So you know what? If y'all hate me, I'm gonna love the person right in front of me. I don't care who they are. Who is God placed right in front of you? So we're not looking right past the person right in front of us because oftentimes the person that God sent to you is right in front of you. But we're missing it because we're going, go, God, where do you want me? Surely it's out there and on the news somewhere, you know? Surely it's big things. The biggest thing that happened one day was the woman at the well when Jesus shows up to nobody, a nobody. 
He shows up to somebody who nobody cared for. And in fact, his friends are shocked he's talking to her. This woman transformed the whole city because she gathered the king. Jesus stopped at the person right in front of him because he knew his every step was ordered by the king. If you are perfectly loved and perfectly forgiven, he hasn't screwed it up. Trust where you are. Trust him in the moment. And watch what he does when you begin to accept that reality that God has you right where he wants you. Now, you might say, "Um, Jay, I would love to love somebody else, but I have a lot of work to do. I have some things I need to get done and I really need to do some work on my life. I really need some new shoes and new new wardrobe. So I'm gonna put on some new shoes. You know, I got to get the new fits because if I don't got the fits, then people won't think I'm cool enough and they won't want to follow me anywhere. So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta fix some stuff up first. And as a man, like I can't possibly reach anybody unless I'm good at golf. You know what I mean? If you're not good at golf, you're a nobody in the business world, baby. Let's go. Some of us need to improve our game. That's okay. You can play. Put putt. That's a good way to improve, right? You can't putt. You can't do it. So I, I'm gonna improve this way. And once I get the new fits and I get a good hobby that I'm good at. But you know what I'm really lacking is some discipline. And so I really wanted to join the gym this year. And so I'm going to show up 7 a.m. My clock, Jay, I got, I'm forgiven. I'm going to the gym and I'm going to work out, okay? I'm going to work out hard every day. I'm going to do it. And when I get, when I get where I'm going, then I'm going to show up for my neighbor. Then I'm going to show up to life group. I'm going to show up for all y'all. I'm going to come in ready to go, looking fine. You know what I... Last but not least, though, you know, only holy people wear that polyester, baby. So I got to change my wardrobe, too. Come on now. Like, this is funny, but it's kind of, I know, like, all of us fight this reality. But do you see what happens when we begin to fix up our lives? Like, my hands are full, fuller than they've ever been. And I'm really good at carrying a lot of stuff. I can fit a lot in my backpack because I'm really strong. I work hard, you know. But the reality of what we're talking about today is that when I'm totally forgiven and loved by God, why would God, God didn't ask me to get good at all this stuff. Who put, who told you that? Who told you how to get to the gym at seven? Paul said that that's that's of some value, but man, seriously, there's some things that are of greater value. I don't need this stuff. It's a nice golf club, man. (laughs) But you see what happens when I let go of all this stuff? My arms are free enough to open to you now. And this posture... This posture looks like the one that saved me. How could I love anyone like this? We cannot. In fact, Jesus didn't love you like this. He loved you like this. Drop your bags. You've been forgiven. What weight do you need to carry? 
let it go and open your arms to the person right in front of you and teach them to do the same. Teach them why you get to do this. There's no pressure on me anymore. I'm free. I'm alive. Let's go. What a joy this is. Now I'm ready to worship. If this is you today, just by faith, would you just stand with me right where you are? And we're going to open up our arms today to the king. And I don't know where you are. We're going to stand. Stand right where you are. Stand. Let's go. Stand, stand, stand. Now, some of us need to open our arms for the first time, another time. Wherever you are, we're just going to worship today. You can open your arms because you've been forgiven. You are loved by the king. And if you don't know this, you can know it today. I want to talk to you before you leave. Talk to me about this. Now, everybody else who said yes to the king, say yes again. And drop the bag. What is the bag that you've picked back up or the thing that you've said, I've got to blank before I can actually do what he's invited me to do, before I can open up my arms. I've got to do blank. Allow your arms to open up today to the one who has saved your soul. And may we worship the king who's loved us and forgiven us. Let's worship.